0: Hello everyone, this is BPI Trade and you are listening to Trader's Down, a podcast that tackles the latest news and updates in the Philippine stock market. Hosted by market experts from the research and sales team who will help transform complex market stories into easy to understand investment ideas. So tune in and allow us to help you cut through the noise and make well-informed investment decisions anytime, anywhere.
1: Hello and welcome again to another episode of EPI Podcast, Traders Takedown. This is Edward Asinto, and for today I will discuss ongoing market conditions and how this has affected the technical landscape of the index. Also, what we can look forward to in the short to medium term. So let's get right to it. For the past five months, I guess we can all agree that runaway inflation, especially in the US, brought about by surging commodities and weakening currencies, more so in emerging markets. And as a result, we saw a tightening of monetary policies by central banks, overshadowed by aggressive rate hikes. These are the main headwinds that have weighed down on share prices up to this day. Definitely, this will have a negative impact on the economy as consumer spending will slow down, which is the ultimate driver of our economy. While companies' expenses will most definitely rise due to inflation, example higher wages and higher raw material costs, while demand for their products may ease due to higher borrowing costs. This could have adverse effects on companies' bottom lines. But not all companies will end disadvantageous. Mining firms, especially coal exporters, will continue to outperform other counters, while banks or power firms may be seen as defensive stocks in rising interest rate environment. So where do valuations stand for the market at current levels? At around the 66 6 to 6,700 levels for the index, consensus has said that the market is around 15 to 16 times P.E., for full year 2022 forecast and around 13 to 14 times for full year 2023 forecast as compared to around the 17 times historical average. So in essence, at current levels, we are still attractive for stocks and trading at a discount. Moreover, first half earnings yield of companies stand at 6.9% versus the 10-year B-value yield of around 5.9%. This was a contrast a month ago when the B-value was around 7%. So this has made equities more attractive at current levels. Can we progress towards a value-driven rally, or can prices still go cheaper? One clue we have to wait for is to confirm how companies perform during the second quarter. And so far, second quarter earnings of most index names have come in better than expected or in line. Although this is a bit widely expected, since second quarter was also driven by election-related spending, although inflation already started to pick up during this period as well, with an average of around 5.5% during the second quarter. Hence, GDP slowed down during the second quarter to around 7.4% from 8.2% in the first quarter. It seems like the real effects of inflation and higher interest rates would be felt in the third and fourth quarters. The government also expects a more pronounced slowdown during the second half of the year and into 2023, when inflation is expected to slow down by the fourth quarter. So what has kept the stock market afloat so far? These are some leading indicators that has led our market to stabilize last month. Firstly, A drop in commodity prices began last month, for example, wheat, corn, and metals, including nickel and copper. But most importantly, crude oil has dropped almost 25% from its highs of around $120 per barrel to around $90 currently, and this, in effect, has lessened inflation expectations. Secondly, a fall in bond yields. The U.S. 10-year government bond yield is already down almost 80 basis points from its highs of around 3.5% to around 2.7%, and the local bond yield, the 10-year bival, reached a high of 7.1% and is roughly at around 5.9%, or a little more than 100 basis points drop. Thirdly, we've also seen a slight improvement or strength in the peso. Currently it's below the 56 level. Another reason is also the ability of the Philippine Central Bank to catch up in raising interest rates. Last July, we saw a 75-point basis point increase. And this was seen as positive. This was done to keep the gap between U.S. and Philippine rates, which should offload some pressure on the peso. We also saw some decent second quarter earnings from most listed companies. And lastly, this also coincided with the rally in the U.S. markets, while the S&P was up 12% in July. What are we seeing technically in the main index? So last June, the index was down 9% for the month and hit the bottom of 6,054. Last July we recovered with a 2.6% gain. So far, we are higher by around 6% in August. So last month, the market was able to avoid hitting a new low, where prices progressed into a sideways shift and held above the 6,140 key support handle. The market moved range-bound from 6,200 to 6,400, and after seeing a low close to 6,000, then establishing a higher low at 6,140, this showed that sentiment changed somewhat On the back of the factors mentioned earlier, demand picked up at the 6,200 to 6,300 levels, which led to the sideways movement. There was definitely a shift in direction in the market last month. Then during the first week of August, the index found renewed strength, mainly driven by second quarter earnings to move past its 50-day moving average and its five-month downtrend line that has kept prices into a medium-term correction. And just last week, the index moved above its 100-day moving average driven by a softer US inflation print. Now, the index is currently above its 20-day MA, which has began to slope upward, indicating a short-term uptrend, while also now above its 50-day and 100-day moving averages. Let's talk more about other indicators. First, volume levels. Year-to-date, we are averaging around 6.2 billion. Last June, we averaged around 5.2 billion. And last July, we averaged about 4.2 billion. Although now in August, we've seen the average grow to around 5.8 billion. This is a very positive sign, seeing that as the market has been moving upward, greater volume levels would indicate the sustainability of the market's move. Let's talk about momentum. Its MACD has moved back above the zero line or into positive territory, which is a bullish signal. However, the initial crossover occurred in the 1st July. So technically, we have already seen over a month into a bearish rally. If momentum decelerates, we may see a correction. Hopefully, your MACD stays above in positive territory. RSI levels are currently at 69, touching overbought conditions, which indicates a possible pullback in the short term due to the steepness of the recent move, which may entice some profit-taking. Although it is a lot better to see overbought conditions rather than oversold ones, this will show the overall bullish trend in the market. What is our current chart formation? Right now, we are in a wide recovery pattern towards a potential target close to the 6,800 or 6,850 area. This was the high seen last May, while your 200-day moving average is at the 6,800 level. It is also good to note that around 80% of index names are already above their 20-day and 50-day moving averages, while above 50% are above their respective 100-day moving averages. So the technical picture currently looks very positive. Although we have some resistance levels still above, seems like momentum is still robust and the market could potentially move higher. Although we may see some immediate pullback in the short term due to overbought conditions. So what could potentially drive the markets higher? What are the catalysts that we may still see in the future? One is a possible further deceleration in US inflation. As well as a deceleration also, the local inflation. Second is possible less aggressive Fed rate hikes, while a further decline in bond yields and a strengthening peso may also help. All right. So that's all we have for today. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you all enjoyed today's podcast. Again, this is Edward Jacinto from BPI Securities. Thank you and stay safe, everyone.
0: The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of the podcast creators, hosts, and guests and do not necessarily reflect the policies and position of BPI Securities Corporation or its other employees. Any content provided does not intend to malign any group, individual, or anything. This podcast episode is purely for informational purposes only and shall not be construed as a solicitation to buy or sell any securities, futures, options, and or other financial instruments, to participate in any particular trading strategy or to provide any investment advice or service. Any recommendation herein does not pertain to any specific investment objective, financial situation, or any particular need of the listeners.